All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira with your Tuesday afternoon headlines. Yara Pilbright is unconvinced all producers are meeting domestic gas supply obligations in good faith, joining a chorus to question current supply arrangements in a submission to the state's inquiry. Yara is the state's second largest consumer of domestic gas, accounting for 7 to 8% of total available gas in the production of its ammonia products. In a submission to the domestic gas inquiry, Yara Pilbright General Manager Laurent Trost said the company's operations are designed to run 24 hours a day and require a secure baseload to do so. In recent times, gas supply has limited the company's ability to produce. Mr Tross said in the last 10 months, Yarra Pilbara's operations had at times been significantly impacted operationally and commercially by gas supply curtailments through a combination of producer supply failure, a tight gas market and under-delivery of domestic gas. The company's submission says it was not convinced that all the state's gas producers were meeting their marketing and supply obligations in good faith and suggested some were seasonally profiled in preference of international markets. Yarra also questioned the visibility and transparency of current domestic gas arrangements designed to keep producers accountable and the effectiveness of mechanisms available to regulators. It follows submissions from West Farmers and South 32, among others. In other news, former AFL players Will Schofield and Chris Maston, alongside hotel operators and wine distributors, are seeking to establish an urban winery and restaurant in the heart of Fremantle. Business News can reveal publicans and business partners Phil Thompson and Ross McPherson, alongside Premiership teammates Mr Schofield and Mr Maston, and footballer-turned-wine-focused entrepreneur Scott Spalding, are progressing plans to establish a new hospitality and wine production venture at 181 High Street. To be tentatively named HNC Urban Winery, abbreviated from Heroes and Comrades, the directors behind the venture have lodged an application to change the tenancy licences and undertake refurbishment works with the City of Fremantle, set to be discussed at the planning committee meeting on Wednesday. The two-storey warehouse property was formerly tenanted by the Raw Kitchen, rebranded to Mother, and the Good Sammy's Op Shop before the two parties opted to not renew their leases earlier this year. Mayfly Property Group owned by Mr Thompson and Mr McPherson bought the High Street asset after it was advertised for sale in May. The proposed micro winery and hospitality project is being spearheaded by Mr Thompson and informed by the remaining directors. To read the full story, visit the Business News website. And lastly, former Liberal candidate Peter Hudson will contest in his third election in 18 months after putting his hat in the ring for the City of Rockingham Council ahead of the 2023 local government elections. Mr Hudson, aged 21, has revealed he will run for the Rockingham and Safety Bay Ward, telling followers he's not finished yet after rebranding his Rockingham by-election campaign Facebook page. He said he's not tired yet and is just getting started. The announcement means Mr Hudson, a resources sector recruitment consultant who was raised in Mangles Bay will contest his third election in 18 months after running for the Liberal Party and the Federal Division of the Brand and WA Liberals in the Rockingham by-election. Both Brand and Rockingham have been held by Labor since their receptive inceptions. Mr Hudson experienced a 10% two-party preferred swing against him in Brand in 2022 when he ran against the incompetent now Cabinet Minister Madeleine King. Mr Hudson won 33.3% of the vote for 
brand in a two-party preferred basis. In July's Rockingham State by-election, triggered by the resignation of Mark McGowan, he ran a busy campaign and attracted 17.7% of the primary vote. Preference distribution meant the two-party preferred was measured by high-profile independent and current City of Rockingham Deputy Mayor Hayley Edwards and Labor's Magenta Marshall, with the latter receiving 61.4% of the vote. To read the full story, visit businessnews.com.au. That's all from me. Up next on the podcast, Jack McGinn and Tom Zonmeyer discuss tourism in the Pilbara. The business world is teeming with opportunities to succeed and every day is a chance for the ambitious to learn, know and grow. Over recent years, we have built the greatest business journalist team in WA, delivering you the most trusted, comprehensive, intelligent and up-to-date news across every sector, every platform, every day. No fluff, all informative stuff. At Business News, we believe progress boils down to one simple habit. That is, what you subscribe to today shapes what you will become tomorrow. Subscribe to success. Subscribe to Business News. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash subscribe for more information. Welcome back to At Close of Business. I'm Jack McGinn. Today I'm joined by Tom Zomaya. Tom, how are you? Good. Yourself? I'm really well, thanks, mate. Tom, for the August 21 edition of Business News, you took a, uh, a look at a business with unique origins, celebrating 10 years of operation in the Pilbara. Who is Clinton Walker and what's he been up to the last decade or so? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a story that's been very close to my heart. I mean, I moved to Karatha the, pretty much the year that he started. And so I guess kind of our careers have, follow, <laughs> have followed along from each other. And so being able to watch Clinton Walker, he's a Nalama Yinjabani man, yep. um, ex a uh, tradie diesel mechanic at some of the major companies up in the Pilbara, but one day just decided, you know, he's he, he doesn't want to do that anymore. He wants to pursue tourism, which was his passion, and really show um, people coming to the region um, what the Pilbara landscape really had to offer, which just wasn't something that was around in any form. Like, you know, people who lived there knew that the Pilbara was remarkable, but no one else did. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just a region that's typically just known for industry, but it's, there's so much more than that. So how does Clinton go about showing his region to people? Yeah, I mean, so he's obviously got a lot of that traditional knowledge. He had a very strong upbringing um, around a lot of his elders um, between Robin and Karatha. Um, and so he's been able to use that understanding and that knowledge to uh, start this business, the Nunga Tours, um, back in 2013. And so that started out just with some rock art tours out onto Murujuga, it's the world's largest rock art gallery, as most people would know these days, in yep. part thanks to Clinton. Yep. He also pretty quickly expanded into doing some four-wheel drive tours out into some gorge country out in Ninjabani. Um, you know, Karajini's not the only place there's gorges in the Pilbara. Really? <laughs> there's, there's better ones, I would argue. Wow. Um, so he's been doing some tours like that. Um, some overnight tours out to some really beautiful waterholes and just taking people out to really understand the landscape. It's something that people have, you know, international tourists in particular, every survey you see, that they want Indigenous experiences, they can't find Indigenous experiences. So that's what Clinton's providing and lo and behold, it has been massively successful. It's, it's so exciting to see. Um, I know personally, having studied with you and, and we went separate ways when we went regionally, having seen the Pilbara through your lens, um, over your time there really gave me a new appreciation of that region and then and then going up on site visits down the track you know it's an economic hub but it has so much to give 
so what motivates Clinton's work and how has he grown his business? Well, he wants to, uh, you know, in showcasing his culture, that helps to preserve it and helps to build understanding. Um, I knew nothing about Indigenous culture, really, when I moved to the Pilbara, but thanks to him, I, you know, I learned about some of those things around the petroglyphs and sacred sites. I started talking to elders. I started talking, really opening the horizons. And so that's kind of what he hopes everyone that goes on his tour experiences. They get that understanding that you might sit in Perth and think you have, but you don't really. And it is everyone's job to protect and preserve culture. So the more non-Indigenous people that can have at least a basic understanding of it, the better off we all are for it. His other big thing is to create a business which can employ Indigenous people outside of mining. You know, mining resources industry is a massive employer of Indigenous people. They do a brilliant job with that, but not everyone wants to work in mining. And so he's managed to achieve that now. He's got a business that employs um, a few staff, all Indigenous tour guides now, including his nephew, who's just come on board. And so they're all learning from Clinton, who's really trailblazer in the area. So he's now starting to bring that next generation along to give them jobs outside of where they've traditionally been able to look. And importantly, their jobs on country, their jobs caring for country and their jobs celebrating country. So has the Pilbara tourism industry grown beyond what Clinton's doing as well? Uh, Yes and no. I mean, it's much better known as a tourism site now, specifically because of him and a few other um, smaller uh, non-Indigenous operations that have started up around like four-wheel drive tours and paddleboard tours and some kayak adventures and things like that. It is still a big struggle in the region to really push it. Like Clinton's undoubtedly had huge success. He's booked out months in advance. He's got a huge social media following, but it's still been hard for new businesses to start up and operate. Uh, It's very small industry still. Um, There's not a hell of a lot um, in terms of organised experiences there, but there's a lot of potential and that's something that the industry has always been pushing the case for and talking about and saying we need some more support to really grow this. yeah, jury's out as to whether that support has been forthcoming yet, but, uh, you know, keep lobbying and lobbying and hopefully one day it will be seen for more than just mining. <laughs> yes, hopefully uh, hopefully the growth is forthcoming soon. Tom, it's a really great piece. Our listeners can find it online as of today and in the August 21 edition of Business News. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your insight. Have a great day. You too. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.